Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Dianne Ngobedi, the host of the Sermons of Hope podcast, and allow me to welcome you to today's particular episode. If you are joining us for the first time, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for deciding to spend the next 30 minutes or so with us. We are a Christian podcast here for Christian content and all things word and faith-based. If you are a frequent returnee, thank you for your loyalty and for your support. You make the podcast what it is anyway exciting news this is word week we have a one week word revival theme restore us oh lord it's gonna be lit it's gonna be nice and today guys we opening that revival in my home language of tsonga with none other than the apostle nature's boy as our first official guest so i hope that you are ready and i hope that your hearts are prepared for the word of god because this week it's gonna be a treat so if this message blesses you please share the podcast link share the episode link and let others partake and join in as well anyway enough blabbering on my side on to nature greetings everyone in the mighty name of jesus christ speaking before you it's apostle nichester as um promised this is the first day of the revival and i bless god for this opportunity to share the word of god with everyone who's listening this broadcast um, i love god i'm saved i'm born again and i love the word of god more than anything else so as stated on the post that um it's a restoration week restore us oh lord um before we go straight to the word i want us to check the word restoration it's um it's the process of rebuilding something um like an old building an old structure an old car it's a process of rebuilding something that was built before it's 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 we are reshaping something that was shaped before. We are restructuring something that was structured before. For before God restores someone, in another way, to restore something that He built before, we understand very well that we are the creation of God. And since we are the creation of God, it's, it's God's work to restore each and every person, individually so. And this is a personal matter in a way that it is my own choice whether I agree and accept God to rebuild my nature as he built it before. There is no man who can rebuild something that was built by God. There is no man who can take construction over something that God built before. If there is a man who we should restructure and rebuild and restore that certain building or structure, it has to be God himself. Too. So when we talk about the man's life, when we talk about humanity, it's, it's God's work, it's God's responsibility to reshape, rebuild, and do all the work what we do as preachers we we give instructions on 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 
how to reach God back, how to invite God back so that he can work on you. That's what we do as preachers. We are not here to restore you, but I believe God for a miracle. I believe it's God's work and God's responsibility to rebuild you wherever you are. So I'm so excited about this invitation and I bless God being invited here and I'm humbled to share the word of God with you this evening. God has been good. God has been wonderful. And I bless him as he'll be restoring us. I'm, I'm already restored. I'm already rebuilt. I'm, I'm rebuilt. I'm built up. I'm on a good ground. And there's something about um, building something that was built before. When you build something that you once built before, there's certain structures you have to take them off. You have to destroy them. But you don't destroy everything. It's more like rebuilding a house. If the house has a crack wall, it has cracks on the wall or has a leaking roof, you don't destroy the foundation of the building. You remove the roof and those cracks on the wall. Then you repaint the wall and you roof the house again. That's the process. So as preachers, we're not supposed to destroy everything that God, that God built and we build ours. No, we, we take it from where God has started it and we continue with the work, with the construction. So I believe there's still men of God and preachers who will be preaching on the second day of the revival to the very last day of the revival. So what I will do here, I'll just try and shape the house and do some renovation so that when they come, they will roof the house, do whatever it takes for the house to be complete on the last day of the revival. So let us just begin um, the reading of the word in the book of Job 1. Verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come from? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you considered, have you not made a hedge around him? His household and around all that he is on every side. You have blessed the work of his hands and his positions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely cast you to your face. 
And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Father, bless the reading of your word and bless everyone who is listening to your word. Your word is the only way of our lives. and The word is the only thing that will restore our lives. Blessed be your name, God. Blessed be your presence. In Jesus' mighty blessed name, amen. Without wasting a lot of time. Um, now, there was a meeting in heaven. And God called the meeting with the elders of heaven. And now, Satan got to be there without an invitation. Now, it does prove to us that when God is about to address the elders of heaven concerning our lives you know when we become faithful to god to such a point in a way we remove god's heart the devil gets shaken in a way that he he pushes himself in our lives he pushes himself in our activities he pushes himself in our work only to to disturb God's will in our lives. Here's an example. God knows about tomorrow, but the devil doesn't know about tomorrow. Um, God knows my tomorrow, yet I personally, I don't know my tomorrow. God knows next year. God knows five years to come, but we don't get to know that. So, the devil was jealous enough and the devil will always be jealous about our life here on earth. He hears that God is about to address and God is about to, to honor Job. And then the devil comes and be like, give me a chance to touch Job. And I'll prove it to you that is not faithful as you think. But God knowing exactly that... Um, Job is faithful even in the next day, in the next month, in, in the next coming year. Job will be faithful. He, he then agreed that he should touch him, but not his life. He can touch everything he has, but not his life. Um, God understood very well that he's about to restore Job. So in the process of restoring Job, there are certain walls and there are certain cracks that God had to deal with. <laughs> this is so exciting. God wanted to bless Job with more than what Job had. But the devil, little did he know that he knew nothing about tomorrow. So he jumped into conclusion and he said that, um, God... Give me a chance to touch him. Give me a chance to shake him. And, and then I'll prove it to you that he's not as faithful as you think he is. He's not as good as you think he is. He won't remain in your words. And God, God gave him that chance. And God knowing exactly that is his is, is rebuilding job. The devil went and took off his flock took each and every group of um, of 
gold ships. We can say that everything that Job had, the devil took. And now there's something surprising. Each and every flock had its own shepherd. Each and every flock of animals had its own master. In other words, the flock of, um, of, of, of cackles had its own shepherd. The flock of sheep had its own shepherd. And it was not just one shepherd, but there were shepherds. Let's just say the flock of sheep had five shepherds. What the devil would do, he would kill all four shepherds and spare one shepherd and destroy all the sheep. And he would spare that one shepherd so that that one shepherd can carry a message back to Job. So when God restores everything, he leaves something for the next building to be built. When, when, oh God, you're so good. He killed, he managed to kill all the, 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 the animals. He managed to kill all the sheep, goats and everything. But then he had to spare the shepherds. Because as soon as he rebuilt Job's property, those shepherds had knowledge, those shepherds had experience, those shepherds knows how to grow the sheep back to its large numbers. The shepherds has experience on how to feed the sheep. The shepherds have experience on how to take care of farms animals. The shepherds carries more experience and history of Job's property, so they had to be spared, and they delivered a message. So in our lives, we we in the days of all these people, close people, our beloved people dying, God has right to spare us. God has right to to save us because we. We have walked with him. We have a great purpose of delivering a message as the shepherds. And as the shepherds, God kills everything and God takes everything back to him. And he spares those who carries a purpose of his so that his work can be complete. Now the devil wiped everything. And after wiping everything, Now Job, Bible says that he undresses himself and shaves his hair and remain naked as he came. And he said, God, this is how I came to existence. And if it's death, I'll die empty-handed as I came. And now Job's wife, seeing that Job is suffering, she then said, why don't you curse your Lord? your God, your Savior, and die because you're suffering. Because Job's wife never understood the purpose of God. God took everything, but he didn't really took anything. So, Job answered, and they said, my wife, you now speak, you now talk, like one of the foolish women not saying that you're a fool but you talk like a fool 
And if you were to count, Job's marriage was shaken into pieces. Job's businesses were shaken into pieces. Job's investments, Job's gold, Job's money was shaken into pieces. Job's children were shaken. Job's generation was no longer promising. Job's servants were shaken. Job's house was shaken. Job's friendships was shaken. All the relationships he had in this world was shaken. And in the beginning and in the very first day of the revival, allow me to say this to you that um, when God when God rebuilds your life, allow him to destroy some things. When God is about to rebuild something, when God is about to give you something, allow him to turn you into ashes. Allow the process of, of, of crashing. Because when God crushes you, he, he doesn't just crush you for God. He crushes you for greatness. And the devil thought he had it. The devil thought... The devil thought he, he had succeeded. Not knowing exactly that he was surely paving a way of restoration in Job's life. Remember what I said when I start. You can never restore something that was not built before. So the devil was helping God's purpose. He helped God in destroying old walls, old sheep, old cattle, old goats. He helped God destroying all those old walls, old structures. And the devil was dumb enough to leave the foundations, to leave all those shepherds. And Job was the master strength of the foundation. As long Job survived, everything was able to grow back. And this is what God said. He said, you Job, you should forgive your friends. Before they forgive you, you should first forgive them so that I can free you. You should first deal with them so that I can deal with you. As, as, as hard as it was, Job forgave them and he made peace with them. And God was able to heal Job and bless him back. And in the process of, of, of restoration, the process of God rebuilding what Job had, God had to shake his relationships while he was building his relationships. God had to shake his marriage for him to fix his marriage. So in, in, at, at some point, God, when God says our relationships is not really killing our interest in relationships, is not really killing our hope in relationships, is not really killing our love in relationships, is really shaping us, is really building us. Because in the first place, we had relationships, we had marriages. Some people were married and they got divorced. Some people were married 
And let me just say to everyone who's not yet divorced and is experiencing challenges to marriage, just think of your wife like Job. Job's wife stood up and said, Kiss your God and die. And Job said, You answer like one of the foolish women. You are not a fool, but you talk like a fool. Because now you are experiencing a storm. When God is about to bless you, he advertises your greatness to the devil because he knows that when the devil sees your greatness, you'll be troubled enough to help God. And in the, in, 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 in the devil's mind, the devil thinks that he's killing and destroying and ending your life, not knowing exactly that he's helping the process of God. And building something that was built before God built your marriage. God, 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 God built your relationship. So whenever things get tough, whenever you, you, you hit, whenever you hit rocks, whenever you hit walls, God comes for rescue. And when God blesses you, he doesn't just blesses you. He molds you up. He, he, he cooks you. He sharpens you. So God troubled Job's marriage in the process of building his marriage. And when God was done restoring Job's life, he blessed him. His marriage was more successful. Oh, after God has rebelled Job, the Bible says Job's daughters were more beautiful than any other existing. Oh, and when God has done rebuilding Job, he blessed him with many, many more children. And his children were more beautiful and more great than any other existing kids in, a, in his surroundings, in his community. God shaked his businesses. And after shaking and after the devil has took everything he had, God came and blessed him. He lost all his flocks. And when God, after done rebuilding and restoring everything, His belongings were multiplied. He had more flocks than he ever had before. He had more children than he ever had before. In another words, in the process of God restoring Job's life, somehow Job thought that his generation is totally wiped off. He had lost his kids. He had lost his money and everything he had. He thought... His future is, 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 is damaged. But God knew and understood that he's rebuilding something. He was built in Job's life. So in the process of everything disappearing, in the process of everything ending in your life, in the process of everything running out in your life, just know that whatever you once lost, God is coming back to rebuild it. If you once had a strong relationship somewhere, somehow, and God, 
God agreed that they shut it down. God is coming back to rebuild those relationships. As long as you stand in His word, as long as you remain in His presence, as Job remained, Job was there with his wife. God was there and Job now knows that my marriage can shut down if I move from God. But God stood but but Job stood by God when God was there and, and Job stood by God when God was not there. He never felt God when he was wounded when he was sick. He prayed God didn't heal him but he was dealing with his restoration when God deals with your restoration he he has no time to answer your prayers when God deals with with rebuilding you when God restores you he doesn't have time to answer you he 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 doesn't meet your needs until he is done rebuilding the building he doesn't take your invitation. He doesn't take your tagging. Whenever you tag him, whenever you call him, he, you won't even hear his voice because he is too busy rebuilding your life. Just do this for me. Don't move from your foundations because God is about to bless you. He blessed him back with his servants. His generation was blessed, his children, flocks, business, relationships. But in the process, you won't hear him. So allow God to work in your life. Allow God to shape everything in your life. Remain in him so that he remains in you. So as about to pray, don't be deceived by storms and think God is gone. Don't be misled by the devil taking everything that you have. Don't be shattered into pieces and die in pieces thinking that God doesn't care. We are preaching in ashes, we are praying in pains, we, 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 we do sermons, we, we, we are doing business, we are, we are doing businesses in, in, in all those pains, we, we are suffocated, we, we, we are wounded. As a country, we are wounded, as a country, we are in ashes, we, we, we are bleeding, we are in tears, but we are doing this thing. In the, process of, in the process of rebuilding something, we should deal with old walls, cracked walls, leaking roofs. And God has to deal with all that. And I, 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 I guarantee it won't, it, it, it is not sweet. It is not as sweet as we think it is. But when God rebuilds something, be ready for everything. Be ready for a five, a five, a five months construction. Because it's building a great thing. The greatest thing is, is not building something from scratch.
when you build something from zero, you are given land without nothing from the land. You know, let's just see the life of two builders. Some, someone who is rebuilding and someone who is building from scratch. If someone is building from scratch, they have to start from the foundation, strengthen the foundations and deal with the walls. But when you are rebuilding, you're not starting from zero. The foundation is so strong enough to handle a new construction above. And I know someone is wondering, what if I don't have that foundation? How will God rebuild something that it was never built in my heart, in my life? If there's nothing that was never ever built in your life, close your eyes and pray with me. Say, Father, precious Lord, build the salvation in my life. If my, my, my foundation cannot handle another construction of yours, then destroy this weak foundation. Lay your foundations, God, in my heart. Father, in the process of rebuilding me, don't let me go astray. Don't let me be away from your alignment. Align me in your word. Father, help me stay in your presence. Even when it gets tough in my relationship, in my business, in my life, in my ministry, in my calling, at my church, at my family, God, allow me to stay. God, hold me when things get tougher. For the process is shaping me. You're molding me up, giving me more strength, more power, more knowledge, more wisdom to stand and preach your word. Rebuild me, O oh God. Restore me, O oh God. Amen. Bless you wherever you are. And may God rebuild our lives. And may God bring new beginnings in our life. This is August. May we spring. In Jesus' mighty name, stay blessed. This is Apostle Star signing out. Shakarabosh to you all.